In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today. I just want to, just came into my mind. Why does Satan hate the United States and Israel? I'm going to tell you why. Because both were formed by the Word of God. And so he wants to destroy everything to do with God. So we need to pray for our country. I'm talking to myself now. We need to pray for our country. I'm looking at Second Samuel chapter 6. David again gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000, and David and all the people with him set out and went upon Baal Judah to bring up from there the ark of God, which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, who is enthroned on the cherubim. What does that mean? I'm going to tell you what it means. The ark of the covenant was like a hope chest, and on the, on the top of the hope chest were two cherubs, and they were facing each other, and the presence of God was over the wings of the two cherubs. And in the ark there was the Ten Commandments, manna and Aaron's rod which budded. So the ark of the Lord is the where the presence of God is, where the presence of God is. They carried the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, the hill country of Judah. Uzzah and Ohio, the sons of Abinadab, were driving the new cart with the ark of God, and Ohio went in front of the ark. David and all his house of Israel were dancing before the Lord with all their might. He was barely clothed, he had a loincloth on, worshiping God because they're bringing the ark from the hill country of Judah into the city of David. I won't tell you, you are the ark of the covenant now. I am the ark of the covenant. He lives within our hearts. He lives within your heart. He wants to have you know that he's in love with you today. He is the Lord who lives within your heart and lives within my heart. This is real. This is real that Christ lives within our hearts. Tell us, Anthony. Yeah, he certainly does. He lives within your heart. You know, I woke up today just still soaking and still immersed in the glory of God from the prayer meeting last night. You know, Father Tom had about 15 people come up and testify for the new thing that God's been doing in their lives. How through the Spirit of God they receive Jesus in their heart in a new way. And you know, I knew, but to, to hear and understand how the move of God and God is moving in everyone's life is just so incredible. That you know, through the Spirit of God, Jesus is revealed. 
And the first ministry of the Holy Spirit is to teach us how to love Jesus and be loved by Jesus because we are the ark of God today and Jesus resides within you. So what does that mean? It means that Jesus wants you to always walk in a place of perfect peace and joy and happiness and love because the king resides within you and we need to make our bodies a throne for him. You need to make your bodies a throne for him. And the kingdom of God exists in righteousness, in love, and virtue. So to make the throne in God, it comes through trust. Because when you trust in God, when you trust in Jesus and you know his goodness, you'll always walk in perfect peace. Because you truly have nothing to worry about. You know you have the whole kingdom of God residing within you. Luke 17, 21, Jesus tells the Pharisees, Lo, lo, the kingdom of God is within you. You know, you are a carrier of the kingdom. When we pray, we pray that Jesus, let our hands be your hands. When we preach, we ask Jesus, let our words be your words. Before the radio came on, me and Father Tom prayed that the anointing and the power of God would go forth through our words, through our voices. That the light of God would just pour out into your living room, into your car as we speak. Because we want to get out of the way so it's not us speaking, but Jesus speaking through us. We continue. Ohio went in front of the ark. David and all the house of Israel were dancing before the Lord with all their might, with songs and lyres and harps and tambourines and castanets and cymbals. I tell you, when I watched a, a, like a football game and they're all cheering, I said, why can't we cheer for Jesus? Why can't we cheer for the Lord like that? Of course we can. This is what David was doing, dancing before the Lord with all of his might. And his wife, in her heart, hated seeing David like that. We continue, verse 6. When they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzziah reached out his hands to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. The anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God struck him there because he reached out his hand in the ark, and he died there beside the ark of God. David was angry because the Lord had burst forth and outburst upon Uzzah, so that the place is called to this very day Perez Uzzah. David was afraid of the Lord that day. He said, How can the ark of the Lord come into my care? So David was unwilling to take the ark of the Lord into his care in the city of David. Instead, David took it to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite in the hill country of Judah. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite for three months and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all of his household. Did he win 
uh, the million dollars? No. What does it mean when the house blessed Obed-Edom and his household? His wife was pregnant. His wife was pregnant. I want to look at Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 39. In those days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean city in the hill country, like where Obedidim lived, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. She had life within her. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and acclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you, Lord, among women. Blessed are you, Mary, among women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord, the mother of God, comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken unto her. And Mary remained with Elizabeth for three months, just like Obed-Edom, the ark was in the house of Obed-Edom, three months. The ark of God is in the house of the hill country of Judah, in Elizabeth's house. Mary is the ark of the covenant. She is the ark of the covenant. The scripture tells us that. Whether you want to believe it or not, it's true anyway. It's true anyway. We're going to look at another scripture. It's very interesting. From Revelation uh, chapter 11, verse 19. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant was seen within the temple. And there were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and heavy hail. A great portent appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pangs, in the agony of, in the agony appeared, in the agony of giving birth. Then another portent appeared in heaven, a great red drag, dragon which had seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems. Mary stays in the house of Elizabeth in the hill country of Judah three months, just like Obed-Edom. Do you know that Obed-Edom became addicted to the presence of God? He keeps on telling us, I want a job in the temple. And he was one of the doorkeepers. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Oh, yes. He just became addicted to the presence of God. Oh, that's what we need to become addicted to, to the presence of God, not to drugs, not to alcohol, not to food, but to the presence of God. And you know, we all need a conversion of our hearts because every one of us has something that we rely upon that's not Jesus. Oh, yes. When I don't feel it, let's have a hot fudge Sunday. No. When I don't feel it, I say, God, have mercy on me. 
I need your presence. I need a touch from you. I need a touch right now. I need that you would do something. And you know, whether I feel it or not, I'm getting the touch because I prayed for it. Last night I was praying with people that they would feel the touch of God on their lives. The touch of God. Not the touch of the law, but the touch of God. We all need the touch of God. Mary is the Ark of the Covenant. She stays in the house of Elizabeth in the hill country of Judah three months. And the book of Revelation says the Ark of the Covenant was a woman clothed with the sun and a moon under her feet and 12 stars around her head. Yeah, you know, I have the Obadidim anointing because as soon as I got to Christ, I got addicted, addicted to the presence of God. And I just pray right now that that anointing falls on you, that the greatest present in the world is God's presence, that you just become the greatest present is God's presence. The greatest grace is God's presence. In God's presence, there is healing, there is fullness, there is light, there is life. You're allowed, you're able to walk fully alive. As God, Jesus walked in the light, you are called to walk in the light. In God's presence, there is all glory and there is all goodness. In God, Jesus calls you to walk in his presence always. And how do we do it? We got to die to our flesh and overcome our human nature. Because within our fallen flesh, there's all anxiety, pain. There's everything in this world which leads us to torment. But past that, past that, there is God's presence. There is a divine nature that we're called to walk in, in union with Jesus. And when we can die to ourselves and get over ourselves in our lower nature, then we can enter into God, Jesus' divinity and his presence. You know, Mary has such a special, special place in my life. You know, especially as of recent. I remember when I came to Jesus and I experienced Jesus' presence and his love and his glory for the first time. I understood why I was on this earth, why I was created. And for the first three years of my conversion, you know, I... I said, I just need to know what Jesus did. And I found out what Jesus did, and I went and I did it. And it was amazing. And I prayed the rosary every day, and Mary interceded for me. But as of late, Mary has been opening up the interior life for me in my life. You know, she's been teaching me how to love Jesus, because no one on this earth, has ever loved Jesus as much as his mother. We know three years of Jesus's ministry on this earth, but for the first 30 years, he was under the obedience and learning from his mother. You know, Mary, there's no Jesus on this earth without Mary. Mary isn't just a human, which God called on and asked if she would conceive Jesus. And if she said no, he would have moved on to someone else. No, no, no. Mary was created to be the Ark of the Covenant. If Jesus was to come on this earth, God had to create one human who was free from original sin, free from original stain, who was the archetype 
of how we can love his son, who is the archetype, how we as humans should live on this earth. And the biggest thing is the devil, he hates God. He hates Jesus. The devil understands that he is a created being. What the devil went in total rebellion and total craziness was Jesus created Mary, a woman who was be the Ark of the Covenant, who he named queen of the universe, queen of every created being, every created being, not the creator, but every created being. And the devil could not accept that, that such a beautiful angel would be subjected to a 14-year-old virgin, which would be the mediatrix of every grace in the heavenly place. God enclosed every grace in heaven upon Mary. And when Mary came upon this earth, God, heaven and the earth finally had something in common. And only then could Jesus come down and inhabit the womb, inhabit the womb which carried heaven within it. So Mary, we just thank you. We thank you for everything you did. And you know, nothing offends Jesus more than not giving the proper honor to his mother. She brings everyone to Jesus. She brought me to Jesus. She brought Father Tom to Jesus. But as Christians, we're making a big mistake when we dishonor Jesus' mother and think we're honoring him. We continue. The Ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, for three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and his household with a baby, pregnancy. It was told King David, the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and all the belongings of him because of the Ark of God. So David brought up the Ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. And when those who bore the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. David danced before the Lord with all of his might. David was girded with a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with sound of trumpet. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord! Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. As the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, or Michael, the daughter of Saul, looked out the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. They brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in the place and said, they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and offerings as well before the Lord. When David had finished offering burnt offerings and offerings of well-being, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts and distributed food among all the people, the whole multitude of Israel, both men and women, to each a cake of bread, a portion of meat, and a cake of raisins, dessert. Then all the people went back to their homes. David returned to bless his household, but Michael, 
the wife of David, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How the king of Israel honored himself today, uncovering himself today before the eyes of his servants and maids, as a vulgar fellow might shamelessly uncover himself. David said to Michael, It was before the Lord who chose me in place of your father and all his household to appoint me as prince over Israel, the people of the Lord that I have danced before the Lord. I will make myself yet more contemptible than this, and I will be abased in my own eyes, but by the minds of whom I have spoken by them I shall be held in honor. Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no child to the day of her death. Why? Because she cursed the king. She cursed the king. We have to watch out the way we use our mouths. We need to put a bridle on our tongue. You know, touch your mouth, and then touch your heart. Everything that comes from your heart goes through your mouth. You have to know that we don't want to do things that displease people and displease God. We have to know that. I'm not going to read the seventh chapter. I'll save that for tomorrow. I want to invite people to the School of the Holy Spirit, July 17th to the 23rd, at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Woburn, Massachusetts. You are welcome to come and spend time with us. You can come for the whole week. It's a school, so what do you do at a school? You learn. No more. The school, that are government schools in Boston, you don't learn. You learn about sex. Very sick. Very sad. Why does the devil hate the United States? Because it was formed as a people of God. That's why he hates it. And he will destroy our children, their innocence. You know, I was innocent for a long time in my life, and I, re I respected that innocence. I respected that innocence by the grace of God. Innocence is a beautiful gift. Maybe you've lost it, but you can regain it again in Jesus. In Jesus. So the School of the Holy Spirit from July 17th to the 23rd at the Crown Plaza Hotel. There'll be a music ministry, of course, by Michael McDuffie and Michelle Akers. We will praise the Lord for hours. And what are we doing? We are creating an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to move in power. Come and learn how to prophesy, how to heal the sick, how to set the captives free. Let me give you the telephone number. 847-962-7307. I'll say it again. 847-962-7307. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, 
the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. We want to live under Mary's fiat, not my will, but your will be done. Go to daysofglory.org, daysofglory.org, and it has a website for everything you need to know about the School of the Holy Spirit. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. You are the temple of God today. Amen. You are the temple of God. Thank you, Lord. Rejoice. Hallelujah. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.